This is The Deal with Nisim Black. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to The Deal today. I have the privilege of speaking to the host of a brand new podcast, Inspiration for the Nation, on his very own Living L'Chaim Podcast Network. Before his latest show, he was a co-host of the Meaningful People Podcast, among a number of other Jewish creative endeavors. And that's right, everyone I have with me, Jack Langer today. And now, Jack, I want to I tell you first, it's a pleasure to have you on. The other thing I want to ask you is, do you prefer Jack or do you prefer Yaakov? I think I prefer Yaakov only because that's how I've always been going. Uh Uh, Jack is my legal name. So in the business world, I go by Jack. But Uh either one is fine. But I I feel like my close friends call me Yaakov. So I want you to call me Yaakov. Okay, I'll call you Yaakov. Thank you very much. So that's my my firstborn is uh, my first boy, at least. Uh, is also Yaakov. So yeah, I always know. feel connected to anyone named Yaakov. I feel like we have an extra. It's a cashier. I can understand yeah. it. I, to- I totally understand it. Totally understand it. And Yaakov Avino. Look at that. Look at that. It's a big name. So listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot straight. I'm going to ask you the first question. Okay. Uh, you and I touched on it before. You spoiled it for me before. But anyway, meaningful people talk to me. You know, obviously this podcast in my mind is like, you know, blowing up. Everybody's listening to everybody knows about it and know about it so much that like whenever people come up to me, it's like, I really enjoyed your podcast. I'm like, man, so many people listening to the deal. It's like crazy. I'm like, what was your favorite episode? It's like, oh, the meaningful people, right? Like, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So, so uh, many people, you know, for whatever reason, mistaken it. But, uh, you know, obviously amazing show. So many people watch it. So many people get inspiration. I get inspiration. My wife is, like, always sending me different episodes also. So uh, I want to know what's going on. Why why the move? Sure. It's, it's you know, for me, meaningful people, we started two years ago. It was a dream come true. You know, Nahi, right. I knew a little um, from high school, a little older than him. And he approached me, he's like, hey, I want to do a podcast. Let's figure this out. And it actually took us a very long time to come up with the name Meaningful People. And um, yeah, we went into it. And to be honest, we didn't anticipate. We knew it would, it would like blow up somewhat because we were filling this hole in, like, at least in the Orthodox community. There hasn't been really a show where people could talk and get to know them really well. We have books about Gadoilim and great sages that pass away after they pass away and you get to know them. But like, why wait until they die? Let's talk right. to awesome people and not just great sages. There's awesome people out there doing amazing things, living their best life. So we really didn't think that this would go as big or as long as it would be. And, you know, as Nahi spends a lot of time building out his brand with Meaningful Minute, um, I, too, have a brand. I have Living Lechayim. Mm-hmm. And just logistically, it's to get Nahi and myself in the same room with a guest. You, you know how complicated right. it is. Like, right. we reached out to you right in the beginning. Like, it took, I don't know, a year. obviously, COVID was in there, but it took a year and a half. Right. Um, so logist- logistically, um, we, we thought it was the smartest move for Nahi to continue. And I think he already made the announcement. He got a new co-host. He's continuing Meaningful People. Meaningful People still continuing. And I'm continuing to do podcasts. And right. I have something called Inspiration for the Nation. Mm-hmm. We're very similar. I just me being my authentic self, going to places, maybe trying to get a little deeper, um, a little grittier and mm-hmm. talk to maybe a little more diverse kinds of people, get to know them and 
get the world to know more awesome people. So listen, it would be one thing if Inspiration for the Nation was just another podcast, but it looks like it's a podcast coming out on the L'Chaim Network, right? Living L'Chaim Network. So that's your network. So it's much bigger than just like, oh, I just got another podcast. You have a podcast network. So talk to me about that. Like what inspired you to, to make this network? Yeah, so so Living L'Chaim, it, it, it's blown up way bigger than I ever could have imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, I started it a year ago, obviously, with the success of Meaningful People. It was like, hey, this is great. We're talking to people, but there's so many different subjects that I personally wish I had growing up as an Orthodox Jew. Right. I, I think I learned a lot myself from, you know, I grew up in a from home. But I had a lot of access to TV. It wasn't Netflix at the time, but I was the youngest of four, um, a little break in between my brother, the one above me and myself. So I got away with anything and everything. So <laughs> consuming content, I Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, mm-hmm. I watched a lot. And right. I always wished there was like better content for myself growing up from right. a Jewish angle. Right. So it came out with this idea. Actually, we, we interviewed Naftali Horowitz on Meaningful People. Right. He's this, he's this, you know, rabbi slash Hasidic person who went into the finance world and did phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. And he now speaks to tons of people about what's the real value? Like, why do we make money? Like, what's right. the point of it? And right. is there something more in life? And after I spoke to him, I'm like, I am fascinated by him. Mm-hmm. This guy needs his own show. Right. And that's that's where the birth of kosher money came, where right. it's everything to do with uh, finances and how an orthodox person could, you know, travel through life with this mindset of like, I need money to live and it's important, but that's not the goal of my existence. Right. So just an amazing, amazing podcast, by the way. I, I benefit from it a lot. I really I want, just want to tell you that. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. And yeah, I, I'm not on it. It's my brother, Ellie Langer. Right. He's he's phenomenal. He's great at asking questions and he worked at CNBC and it was supposed to be Naftali, but Naftali is like, I am too way too busy. I'd be a guest <laughs> on your show. And right. um, we started this Living Lachaim's first show was Kosher Money. And we since we've had other shows, I'm happy to talk about it. But I created a YouTube channel and I created it for Orthodox Jews. Little did we realize that the content that we're giving over is like talking about money and its value. It, it really pertains to anyone. So all of a sudden, tons of non-Jews and non-religious Jews started following Living Lachaim because they're like, I really like this Kosher Money. And right. as of today that we're recording... You know, I started at zero subscribers. As of today, it's been less than a year. We're at 70,000 YouTube subscribers. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, listen, I mean, somewhat, I don't know. Did you not think about it from a marketing perspective? I mean, you're a marketing guy. Come on. You know, you know this. Okay. Can you imagine with all the different stereotypes about Jews with money? And then, of course, the of course, everybody's going to sign up once they see that Jews are talking about how to make more money. Anything that has to do with money. I mean, it was like sort of like a, uh, you know, it's like you set up the pins. You, for sure, you're going to know you're going to hit a strike. <laughs> there's, there's definitely clickbaity episodes. I right. listen. I, I thought it would go do well. I just didn't. I thought maybe right. we'd get five thousand subscribers. But like, yeah, obviously there's certain episodes like we have a Hasidish man who lost. I, I don't remember what it was like hundreds of millions of dollars and gained it back. So like right. we knew that episode would do well. But right. like even just the practical episodes of like how to budget. I, I don't know. There's there's so many. There's Dave Ramsey out there who's doing a great job. Who. We're in talks to hopefully maybe I don't want to jinx it. Uh, oh, oh, oh. 
we're, we're getting there. But um, yeah, there's people are just eating it up. So that's big, man. That's so big. So tell me, like, out of all these different projects, right? Because you're involved in a lot of stuff. You create a content for social media, like it with a sign or different things like that, right? So tell me which, and I know it's hard because some people ask me this, you know, in a different form, obviously. What's your favorite song? What's your like? What's your favorite project? Like, you know, when you say, when you strip away everything, it's like, that's my thing, right? So I had to develop over the last, I would say, year and a half, two years, especially when I had Corona, I was in the hospital. I did a lot of thinking over that, right? Over that, over that time. And when a person's sick and with all the, everything else that's going around, it wasn't as bad as the, the news reported, but it never really is. I had a lot of thinking and reflection to do. I was in the hospital six days and the bed was very tough for me. So I, I did a lot of thinking and stripping away during that time of what's the most important thing to me. I had a very powerful thing earlier today. I was listening to a shiur from Rabbi Weinberger. And one of the things they said, which you had on your show as well. So one of the things that, that he said over there, when we talk about, uh, you know, living life, you know, living life or that a person has to, you know, live life to its fullest. That can mean different things for different people, you know, for a person today who's who's lived a fairly OK life. And different, that means, you know, to, to take care of all your possession or to be grateful for life or and not to forget life. So at that point, when a person doesn't have anything or they're barely making it through life and when a person's terminally ill, God, God forbid, you know, but at that point. A person has a whole different meaning about the value of life and what what's most valuable to them. And then at that point, I think it's the realist, right? When it's when it is. But if you can imagine, if I stripped away everything, what's my thing? Out of everything that I did, this is my thing. I love that question. Well, first of all, I'm happy you didn't die. That's I just want to get that out there. <laughs> I'm very glad. I'm very glad. That's a great question. Like you said, it's definitely very hard to answer. I think there's like different components for, I guess, each of these podcasts and even Yid with Sign. Yid with Sign is like, and which I do together with uh, Aim Humor. Um, mm-hmm. It's like my fun side. But I think the core of it, if I ha- have to answer this honestly, I think the core of it for me right now, I think inspiration for the nation, my new mm-hmm. show is my passion. I, I sincerely believe as of right now, you know, our missions in life change. But I think this is what I meant to do. And I think it's a blessing to have that just discovery within oneself. Like I love talking to people. I don't think I'm personally very inspirational and I'm not just being <laughs> humble. Like there's no story here, but like I love talking to people like when I had you on the show and just or Moshe Weinberger, whoever it is, like I love having that conversation and people hearing it and just going like, What's my mission in life? And I, I you know, I, I lived in Israel um, as a bacher. I went to yeshiva there. I was by Rabbi Center. I was there for four years. I thought I'm going for one year. So I was there for four years as a bacher. And something that I didn't realize at the time, I loved going to Shabbos meals. Mm. And it didn't make a difference whether I knew the person well or not. I went. It was obviously great food, good Devar Torah. But I loved the conversation. I loved whether we were going somewhere with it or not. I just loved that. And I think that has helped me train me be able to interview people because like people say like all the time, you know, is there a trick? Is there anything? 
I'm no pro. I just definitely have a little experience. And, and you know what? We said this before we came on. It's just about being authentic, just being right. curious, asking right. questions. I think that's me in my nature. And I think that's, I don't know in 10 years if it's going to be my same mission or what I have right. to do. But right. I really sincerely believe like that's what Hashem wants for me right now. And I'm going full force. That's amazing. That's amazing. So when you put together, you know, podcasts, I don't necessarily think it's a mock look. It's just depending on how the listener wants to listen. Some people are more into audio. Some people are more into visual. Um, you yourself do both. So the the question is, is like, do you have a favorite? I, I've come to the realization for me that obviously the visual for me is a little bit more of my thing. The reason being is because as much as audio... I'm not such an, an audio guy. I'm a visual guy. So for me, if I could, even with releasing music and releasing songs, and I love the, the audio, obviously, but if I could release every song with a video, I would. And I, and I would do it to the max. They used to release, uh, some people every once in a while, they release like a visual album. I would love to do a visual album to really go in and have that serious like visual to what it is that I'm doing would be like next level. It'll be next level. So I stand on the vis visual side, and I feel like at least with the visual, people are getting both. You know, I can hear this, but I can also see this, you know? Tell me what your favorite is out of the two. So I, I differ in opinion. I think from a music video standpoint, I think I'd also like to consume content like that. But in terms of creating the content, at least podcasts, mm -hmm. I for me, the audio is like the main thing. And, and that's okay. what I tell people. Like, even if the video doesn't work, as long as people could hear the messages, because I think that's the root of at least the shows that I'm doing. I want right. people to hear the messages. Don't get me wrong. I think I do everything with video because a lot of people like consuming content with video, you know. But for me, the root of it is what are we saying? Why are we saying it? It's more a speech thing. And it's in the Torah. It's called Yaakov. So right. I, I'm a little biased. But for me, I think that's that's the root <laughs> of it. So tell me more about uh, Inspiration for the Nation. Go deeper. Take me in deeper what it is. I mean, because everybody, go follow it, by the way. But what inspired you beyond the Shabbos tables? We talked about the Shabbos table. But I want to go deeper into the inspiration because it's a real big thing. And I, one thing is, for me, is when I hear inspiration, a lot of times people are inspired by something. And then they don't really, the inspiration lasts just for a little bit. Right. And the awesome thing about creating content is you get to replenish. You get to give them the inspiration over and over and over and over again. So take me deeper into into inspiration for the nation. Yeah, sure. So first off, I'm not swearing by this, but like making a shvua about it. I, I want to do for the next three years, every single Monday Shabbos, I want to release an episode. So hopefully, wow. even if the inspiration wow. wears off. By the next week, you're getting another person, another person, another person. There are so many fascinating people in the Jewish world. And even I think I'm going to go even outside the Jewish world. There's so much right. inspiration out there. And you know what? You look around, at least for me, I think living life, it's so easy to be hard on ourselves and be like, what am I doing? What am I like? Am I really accomplishing anything? And I'm sure you get this all the time. You're right. a popular, very popular guy. And you might feel that sometimes people right. are like, how could you how could you feel down? You're, you're so popular. You have millions of views on YouTube. Everyone loves your music, but right. you're human. And as long as we're here, we are here for a reason. And we are so different. All of us. I mean, you right. could find identical twins. Each of them are their own person. They obviously have similarities, but they're really so different. So 
I love this idea that, you know, the first episode of Inspiration for the Nation, I sat down with Rabbi Daniel Kalish. He's mm-hmm. the Manal of Waterbury. So talking to someone like him, right. who's like a master mechanic, and he hates that term. So if he's right. listening to this or watching this, I'm sorry, Rabbi Kalish. But talking <laughs> to him about, you know, how do you deal with guys who are just not sure who they are or how to find themselves and just having a conversation about like being authentic and finding ourselves and being honest and really listening to others. That's one conversation. And then I'll talk to, you know, Senator Joe Lieberman about his political experience in America and almost becoming vice president. I think that's a beautiful thing. I think we're at a time in life where we finally are like, wait a second, being different is a good thing. I don't know if I can bring this up, but I I think to you, Rav Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Oliver Shalom mentioned to you something along the lines of that, no? Rokhaim was very, very, uh, his look in his eyes was like fire. I was obviously having issues at the time with my kids getting into school. I went to Rokhaim just, but when he said to me, forget what all the, everything that came afterwards. He said, your color is your myla, not your chisaron. Your color is your virtue. This is not the thing that's wrong. This is not where you have a lacking. This is your very virtue, right? I'm getting goosebumps, like, by the way. Blown away. This is from Godola Door. This is what he told me. There were people in the room that was there. They Anywhere, you know, unfortunately, when you go and you're in this business, you get a photo opt and everything. So there were plenty of people there that heard it, and it was a, it was very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. Somebody had the audacity to ask me, he's like, you think maybe he was joking? You know, sometimes he's got to answer. People know how to always <laughs> ruin things. You know? People always That's know people. how to ruin things. No, for Always. Sure. Oh, it's so easy to ruin things. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You're right. I think it's important because we all get to those places. Me, myself, I'm looking for inspiration all the time. I need inspiration all the time. But people don't understand, like, you know, some people, when they come up to me, there's people that come up to me and they're like, they want a selfie on the picture. I get it, right? I get it. I was that kid. I, I used to run into, you know, famous baseball. I remember running into Alex Rodriguez and, and nothing, nothing against somebody was a jerk. But anyway, I remember running into the guy as a kid, you know, and like no time of day or whatever. I never wanted to be that person. So when Ajin put me in this limelight, I want to give everybody. But the thing that's most powerful is when people give to you from their heart. And that inspires me. It inspires me and it helps me to continue going. And it gives me so much inspiration. So inspiration is everybody needs. Everyone needs. It's it's like it's like blood, you know, like it, you can't function life without it. And and there's this idea. I'm going to botch it up. I think it's in the Gemara somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. My Mashkiach Rabbi Stark mentioned this idea of like, Someone could literally die if they don't get the proper attention and appreciation. You know, this has been proven by people who, you know, who, who don't even believe in Gamar understand this is, is for sure. And what it's crazy. Like, you know, we, we live in a time where we get it. We're part of that generation where, like, we know technology is so useful to connect us. But we also know, like, this is a very isolating times. Like, we, we, I wish I could go back 300 years ago before all of this and, like, be on a farm and be right. connected to the people that I'm with. Like, there's that certain lack of distraction. And right now we're all connected, but we're also so alone. Like I'll WhatsApp thousands of people, but at the same time that like real human connection, like I'm looking for. And if there's any technological way with podcasts or Yid with sign, if I could put that out there and try to help people really authentically be connected in some way, I'm in. No, it's important. It's so funny you said that. I always think about all 
all the time. My my favorite time is two, three hundred years ago when you had Baal Shem Tovs, you had the Vilna Gon, you had, you know, Rabbi Nachman's abreast. I like I want to go back to the Benishchai and meet them in the Orcha. I'm thinking of all these Adikim, and the only thing that always stops me when I think about this is the bathrooms, bro. I, I just start thinking about like, like I, you know, like I, I want to go back to that time, but man, can you imagine having to use the bathroom? You don't got tissue. Like, what's the situation? I've been to Ukraine. I go to Ukraine every year. Some of those stop-offs are crazy. You know, they're like living back in time. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm just be careful what you wish for. You know what I'm saying? Well, listen, if I wish this and like poof, it happened, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. Listen, I think it's it's nice. It's an idea. Like, right. I love the idea of Shabbos not using technology. Right. Don't get me wrong. The second Shabbos is over. I'm back on. <laughs> but like there is that appreciation of like right. being in that zone. But yeah, right. not having fresh wipes. Yeah, would be a very big challenge for myself as well. I agree. Right, right, right. I agree. So you, you've explained to me a few different guests and other people that you have um, that you've had on and that you've had on even from meaningful people. Give me some PowerPoints, like give me something that was like really life changing, either content wise or was a person that was very polarizing. Like give me some experience that you left with, like, like I'm just I'm on a high right now. I, you know what? This is something that didn't get fully aired. And whatever, it just it just didn't work out. But I'll tell you what happened. One of my last episodes, I think this is the last episode I actually recorded with Nahi. We had Jake Turks. We we released them out of order, but you know he's in the White House. He's corresponding, like he's talking to presidents and interviewing all them. And he's Hasidish, very interesting person. Mm-hmm. We asked at that point probably eighty to eighty five people if you could spend. Uh, one hour with someone in history. It could be anyone. It could be right. Adam Arishan. It could be David Amelech. It could be Moshe Rabbeinu. It could be the, the Arizal, whoever. Right. Who would you spend it with? And right. he said an answer. So for me, it made me cry when he said it. And it was it's ironic for me. It was like the last time that question was asked. It was also my favorite answer anyone gave. And again, that's just personal. I know right. people appreciate and like different answers. But to me, it really hit home. Um, he said two answers. This first part was a joke, which I love humor. I love comedy. So right. I was all down for. And the second part was heartwarming, which I'm anything to warm a heart. I'm in for. So right. he first said, if he could meet one person in history, he'd meet Adolf Hitler. And he said, I would go to Hitler when he's a kid and say, Adolf, I'm from the future. One day you will be the biggest, most popular artist. Continue with your painting. I think he used to paint when he was younger. You're going to be the best painter ever. And the world's going to love you. Like only focus on the art of painting. You have a lot of energy. Go for it. And then, you know, the Holocaust wouldn't have happened. I, he was like half joking, half serious. I'm like, that's kind of actually brilliant. Save right. six million people. That's actually really smart. Uh, but then he's like, you know what? Another person, if I could give another answer, is he would want to sit with, he had a baby, and unfortunately, I think it was a son. His son died uh, within a day of being born. And he said, he's like, I just, I'm like getting Terry now. He's like, I would just want to sit for an hour holding my son's hand. And I, wow. I just like, I like, wow. I'm tearing that. Like I, you know, like you think of the amazing people we had in our life. And, you know, he had a baby, like, you know, obviously it's nine months, but like there was barely any real relationship there, but. It was his son. And right. if he could sit right. for an hour and just just put his hand over his baby's hand, I'm like, 
there's something so deep there that like really moved me. And, and, you know, I, I had a son recently. Mazel tov, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I, I was going to ask you about that because like, as you're telling me the story, I'm thinking like, I know you were going through the fertility thing and, uh, you know, for years. So I was going to ask you about that. Like that had to really hit a place for you. Yeah. No, for five years, we, we, you know, we didn't have a baby until we did. Thank God. Thank you, Hashem. Everything from Hashem. Hashem. But like when he said that in that moment, I'm just like, we got to be so grateful for everything we have. And I don't know, it was just such a beautiful moment. And like, yeah, that really got to me. And and it's funny, like I never would have imagined that was the line from Jake Turks, a very funny guy. Like, that's just life, you know? <laughs> that's it's powerful. That that probably is. I you know, I, I bad points in the gangster rap and the this and that and whatever. <laughs> so with social media, I mean, I think you're fighting a good fight, right? Also too. And that's as one who fights a good fight. I I participate in rap music, right? Which is a genre that's more noted for its but that's the world I'm in right now. I recently just did a deal with HBO for a TV series, right? I just I saw mean, that on Twitter. I didn't know if we're yeah, allowed yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm, okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, we want to talk about because it's about you. I'm, I'm here interviewing you. That's the reason why. But you're my friend, so it's about both of us. <laughs> so, okay. So, that which is something that's very, very exciting. But if I didn't, i going through everything to find, you know, Fred Tachik, who's probably one of the best lawyers. So I probably need to have on anyway because I think he's like one of the only Froome guys in the land in the business and he's one of the top at least top five entertainment lawyers i mean from games of thrones to the harry potter so what i mean he's the man he's an inspiration for the nation i don't know why he has not been on all these podcasts and and not only that he's such a mensch such a mensch and to be able to work with him and him to go to bat because think about it i'm going into a world where you know they put out content that is you know a lot of it is in all the entertainment all the hollywood right is anti-Yiddishkeit, anti-Torah, anti-the value system that we have, you know, so it's very, very hard to function in that type of, in that type of way. So you fighting this uphill battle, and I went through everything. I had to find somebody that, that doesn't know just the halal because I need somebody that knows the hashkafa, knows everything, right? So I had to go and navigate through these type of things in order to be able to do that. You are in a world of social media and content where everything is like just garbage it's trash there's so much negativity everybody wants to be negative even you can post there's so many trollers even online that how do you feel because sometimes the stuff it bothers me affects me sometimes in a light way I, I really look past it but i barely am even looking at everything that's going on but every once in a while i'll go and check and i, I like to respond to people so my question is for you fighting this uphill battle that you are have people ever you know said anything it could be just me but i'm almost sure that there's a lot of people who hate positivity once you're you put yourself out there like it just opens up people to be critical a lot of times they're not even trying to be mean but they could be so easily mean especially behind a computer like no one right. can really see who they are it's so right. easy you know it's, it, similarly to like what you're saying with what you're doing with hbo which i'm literally so excited for i did a sign um on yid with sign about i think it's like netflix leave us alone this is like when they came out with like with their latest show about like just negative like right. look at the orthodox world so i'm excited for you to like thank you do it and be yourself because more of the world needs to know who you are and what you're doing and why you're doing thank but you. i think like yeah I i'd be lying if, I if like negative comments didn't get me down i do think Thank God there's a lot more positive comments right. coming in. And I think right. the best mindset is like, listen, 
anyone who says something nasty or mean or critical, like it's usually coming from a place that like they themselves are hurt. And like, I've really started to come to this realization. Like, I really feel bad. Anyone who says like something very mean, I'm just like, what's happening in their lives that they need to come on and say something negative about like, you know, hey, we're just trying to make a show that's inspiring people. Like all these shows, it's trying to make your life easier. If you're having anything negative to say, like, I feel bad for you. Like, I really, I'm so sorry. But like, I just try to be like the opposite of just like, I think creating is the best outlet. Like, I don't have time to like go through all the comments. Like, I'm doing five shows. I'm doing you with sign. I want to do another five shows in the coming two years. Like, I don't have time for all the all the cock and the talking. Like, I'm just focused on creating and creating. And I, I think that's just the best mindset. That's amazing. That's amazing mindset. I mean, you got to have it in this world. And, and and people don't understand sometimes. Some people understand and they're very aware of how negative comments can affect people. But a lot of people don't understand as you're going up that these things do hurt a little bit, like, or a lot of bit. One of the things that has bothered me in my career has been the amount of, and this has only happened, obviously, in the, and it's been very out there, so I don't think, oh, I, I hope you're not going to be like uh, Matis Yahoo, and you're not going to be like this, and you know how many comments and different things like that, which is, I met Matis, I have a different take on that than a lot of other people, but after being in a position of being, you could call it whatever, famous, well-known, you know, I hate to like say those things after myself, whatever the case is, you're in that spotlight, you got people trying to rip you down all day long. And unless you have a great support system and unless a person's really planted in Hashem, like, honestly, like, really think about it. Like, there are people who are involved in, in social media, are political figures, are people like that, you know, who are literally dealing with death threats. You know what I'm saying? Look at a guy like Ben Shapiro. It's literally dealing with death threats. People that are that are are out there and they're saying things that are, but they're just trying to say truth. They're trying to say things that they feel are very, very true and and honest to themselves. And you know how much that even sometimes the people that you're defending and the things that you stand for, your values, are ripping you down nonstop, trying to put you down, telling you you're not Jewish enough, or are you this, or you're that, or you're that. It's very, very hard to go on. When you think you're fighting a, a good fight and people are momish putting you down nonstop, nonstop and thinking like, oh, wow, you know what? What happened to that guy? <laughs> it's like, you know what he's going through? You know what he has to live through? You know how much he has to go through? I get on boss. I get it from black people. I get it from, you know, Jewish people, whether they're from or not from. I even get people from who are uh, white supremacist, you know, I get death threats also, you know. So it's one of those things where people don't understand how much you have to go through the more and more that you put yourself out there that more and more people are and you're just trying to help you're, you're making a platform you yourself are doing something that you're trying to help people right so do you ever feel like you all also get from within maybe even from within the community people that are saying oh this is it's such this is garbage is uh, you know what are you what are you wasting your time for do you also get that as well you know it's funny a lot of people before they listen to any podcast or anything i do it usually comes with like, I don't know, is this different? Is this kosher? What are you doing? And I'm like, just just listen. And then when they listen, they're like, oh, OK. But like right. a lot of times, a lot of hate just comes from lack of knowledge. They just don't know. They're, they're not trying to be malicious. I, I think people by nature are good. And I have this argument with a lot of people a lot of times, like especially people in business. They see the worst sides of people. And I'm right. always like, 
People are good. People are good. They just are, you know, sometimes they're selfish. Sometimes they're misguided. Sometimes they don't know. And they're not like evil. There are evil people out there, but I think most people are not. And, you know, it's funny you say this, this uh, Rabbi Eitan Feiner, um, who's my Rav of the White Shul, he was on the Ah. first episode of Meaningful People. He's a legend. I just spoke to him today. He might have the biggest heart in Klaustral. Like I've seen it from a personal level and just from everything. He does whatever he can to help people. There was like a year or two ago, a big commotion about like the whole Heksher and the five towns. And he literally was doing whatever he can to help everyone. And wow. and just people didn't understand the situation. He's like, I do everything and anything to help anyone. I never ask of anything. I, I'm just trying to help. Unfortunately, there's a few dumb people out there being like, oh, I don't know, he's a... And I told him this and I... Maybe this is going to be my ticket into Olam Haba. It's not that he didn't know this, but hopefully I like maybe brought out this point. I told him, I said, I'm like, listen, Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the leader of Klai Yisrael, someone who Hashem was going to destroy all of the Jewish people after they served the Voidah Zara, after they, they served, you know, an idol. And mm-hmm. Moshe said, Hashem, if you're going to destroy them, you have to destroy me. Mm-hmm. And Hashem wanted to just take Moshe and continue and say, oh, we're going to make a new Jewish nation through you. He said, I'm with them through thick and thin, no matter what. Those same people that Moshe put his life on the line and gave up everything for them, those same people kept on complaining to Moshe, you took it out, out us out of Mitzrayim, which they were being tortured in, and they complained, right. they complained, they complained. And right. to me, that gives me the most physic. Like the greatest leader of the Jewish people ever had to go through so much garbage with so many people. And he kept right. on saying, I don't care. I'm doing the right thing. And I know I'm doing the right thing and it doesn't make a difference. I, you know, that same level, I, I think all of us should tap into that ability that Moshe Rabbeinu had of saying, I'm doing the right thing. Haters are going to who's going to hate. So let me just do my thing and Hashem Absolutely. will help. It's amazing. Amazing you said that. Because not only does that happen on a bigger scale and coming from the outside, sometimes those things like you mentioned before, they happen from within and, and even the person's internal battles that, that he has to fight within himself. So just to go back to this a little bit, because I want to talk to you a little deeper about the fertility issue and dealing with that and going through that. I, Baruch Hashem, I, I've never had to deal with it, but I couldn't imagine being on, on the other end of that of, you know, five years and, and not knowing and all the things that you would have to go through in order to fight through. So what kept you through that? Like me, I'm a davener. I'll stop everything. I'll spend the whole day in tefillah. I literally will. I'll throw everything out and go like that's that's I just for me, I, I understand. I think that it's a Yiddish thing anyway, but I, I'm just saying that's my thing. Like, is there any one thing that you had to hold on to to be able to pull you through those five years? Sure. So it's it's like, you know, obviously my wife gets very uncomfortable whenever I talk about any of this. So I'll talk okay. about it from a little afar. You know, I, I think obviously davening is always helpful for sure. Uh, but for me personally, like those five years, they were like beautiful. There's always like worry and like who knows what's going to be. But like I got to really get to know my wife. My wife really got to know me, you know, in retrospect, like, you know, everything's a blessing and it's always a little easier to see it at the end. Thank right. God we're able to say that, like, we're at the end and we have a little, you know, cutie monster and not a monster in a bad way. You're like running around like even right before this. He's like running and like ripping everything down. And like, you know, I look back and be like, you know what? My wife and I really had an amazing time getting to know each other. And I think for me personally, I think it's relationships that really helped me out. Obviously, relationship, me and Hashem. There's also the relationship, me and my wife, and also like me and my friends, me and my rabbeim. I really don't know how people navigate life without a mentor, without a leader, without a rabbi. Right. 
if I could make anyone my Rebbe, like I go after them. Have Rav Noach right. Victor, Rav Yisraeli Burstein, Rav Mati Neuberger, Rav Ethan Feiner, uh, Rav Shmuley Wiener, Rabbi Center. And literally, that's like one Rav Gav. That's like 1% of my Rebbe. I have so many. I spoke to them all the time. And not just about right. hardships, just about like other things, navigation, life, just like trying to, right. they, they really helped me focus on like what I should do, what we should be doing. And yeah, I think that's that's a good lesson for anyone in life. There's people out there that everyone, like there's what to learn from everyone, that's for sure. Right. But people who really care about you and want what's best for you, go to those people. There's enough haters out there. Go to the people who love you and support you. It's the only way to exist. I don't know how people exist otherwise. There's always people out there. You can find them. Everybody needs a Rebbe, a Rebbeton. So this is my last question, last but not least. So my, my last question is something that you and I discussed even before we started recording. And even now, I want to just get to it, is authenticity. Authenticity is so important right now, especially in a time where, where you know, I've always said that I've seen that a lot of young kids, and this is maybe somewhat of a hot topic that I need to have a conversation about or speak about more later on, have a gravitation to secular music because they feel like the person is being real. And they want to hear the deepest, realest pain because they have that real pain. Our people, you know, get into inspirational speakers and start to, like most of the things that people get into, they're finding that there's a certain authenticity coming from it and they're drawn after it. Where sometimes we lack in the firm world, just be straight up about it. I was, I was somewhere recently, one of the most powerful things that I heard recently was there was a Rebbitson at one of the places I was staying. I went to go do a Shabbaton. I was speaking somewhere. And in Chicago recently, it was a very, very powerful thing she said to me. She asked me, do you know uh, Rabbi Yoni Fisher? Yeah, of course. I know. I know Rabbi Fisher. I'm big on Rabbi Fisher. She said, he's absolutely amazing. He's my new Rebbe. I'm like, what was so powerful about Rabbi Fisher that like, you know, he has beautiful shiorm online. But she, I think she tuned into one of his shiorm in Mesilat Yeshayim that he gives in the path of the just. And she said that he said over there that, I take therapy. You don't think I get therapy? <laughs> and she was like, it was just so polarizing for her because it was like, somebody's being real. Somebody's being real. Somebody's not, you know, sweeping things under the rug like we don't have things. And we don't understand how important it is for people to know that we all got stuff. And, and we need to be real about these things. We don't got to wear a T-shirt and, and, and be happy about it. The hit of somebody so, being so real and so authentic with themselves, it can be life-changing, game-changing. So my question is, what do you have to say for young up-and-coming podcasters and different things? on that? Just even on the subject of authenticity, um, what would you give over to other people who want to go in the same direction as yourself? Sure. I, so it's funny you mentioned this. On the first episode of Inspiration for the Nation, I had Rabbi Daniel Kalish. He is, is king of being authentic. He literally said on it, He's like, when I get a letter and it says, Mr. Daniel Kalish, he's like, I wish it didn't bother me, but it bothers me. He's like, I'm Rabbi Daniel Kalish. And mm -hmm. to hear him right. say that, I'm like, come on, like, who cares? And he's like, no, but like, this is something that bothers me. It shouldn't. I want to be right. above it. But like, I'd be lying to myself if I didn't say it bothered me. And I think this idea, right. like he said this, he's like, the younger generation is calling out. They're saying like, we 
are craving authenticity. The older generation of just like, you know, whether they went, through, you know, their parents went through the Holocaust or not, like you got to just do everything in life because you got to just do it right now. This younger generation, all of us going on YouTube and Spotify and podcasts, we're craving that real authentic feeling. So yeah, if you're, if you're trying to start a podcast or you're trying to get into music or whatever it is, just be yourself. There's a path in life for you and you got to just find it. And when you do, it's the best thing ever. And you don't need to fake it till you make it in that way. Like just be yourself. And it takes some time. Like, you know, I know myself, I'm impatient. Like we want to get there. We want to figure things out. It just takes some time and just, just like try to talk to yourself and like, what really makes me happy? What really makes me tick? I see that. I, I think you're, you yourself are so authentic and I've been a guest on a few podcasts and I love this conversation because you are being yourself and I know I could be myself. I know whenever I interview someone, I tell them anything you don't want to talk about, we don't need to talk about. I'm here to make you feel comfortable. And I think that makes a great interview because when we're comfortable, we share the most and you got to do that with yourself. When you're comfortable with yourself, you share the most out of yourself, the most potential with the world. Amazing. Yaakov, it was amazing having you on. Amazing to speak to you. Now I, I got you back for getting me. Now I got you nice. back. So listen, I wish you success in 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 living Lachaim and inspiration for the nation and everything else that should come to follow. You should only have more bracha upon more bracha, Bazat Hashem, and uh, more children running around. Amazing. Because I'm seeing right now, if you're at home, it's looking just a little bit too neat right now. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, 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 <laughs> no, it's still like a little after uh, Passover. So I'm uh, by my parents. Uh, so okay. this is my mother's doing. My mother's very uh, okay. neat. She's watching my baby now. But uh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. no, I, I, I'm made to messier homes. Right, okay. okay. We should messier home for for all the right reasons, Bezat Tashem, and and all the panasa to have as many cleaners as you need to clean up after them. Bezat Tashem. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate. Thank you. It. This is a real joy. Thank you. Well, this conversation with Yaakov was amazing, and um, I felt like it was it was therapeutic for me also too. I felt like I sort of was able to you know let my hair down, I let my pants down, even though I keep them up. But I really feel like he was uh, being his authentic self. But that that was my main point. Like we had talked about it in the beginning, and I, I almost just couldn't get away from the authenticity uh, and and just the you know the person. Who is being the one bringing the inspiration non-stop and trying to find content that's inspiring in a world where there's a lot of things that are very not inspiring going on so that was amazing and i wish him a lot of success in every single thing that he does just amazing guy all around um as i usually do i want to leave everybody with a song um the song for this week is going to be is the song lifted lifted is uh my brand new song and it's also my brand new favorite song um the reason why i would say it's my favorite song is because any song where i had to go deep to be able to pull out those lyrics i would i didn't have to dig so deep because at the time i wrote this all these emotions were on my heart spending a lot of time with the shim spent a lot of time talking to god and just and just really trying to work through a lot of struggles that i was having um you know as i was trying to climb climb the ladder of righteousness to come closer to god so i wrote this song and uh it, i it, it pulled from my heart already once I had the track. Shout out to Rebel. Um, but this particular track, 
I usually always start myself, whether it's with the chorus or the concept or whatever. I didn't I didn't know what to do. I just was very emotional whenever I listened to this track. I sent it over to Levy Robin, who happens to be featured on the song. And he sent me back this beautiful demo in like 24 hours or something like that. He sent it back to me. And I was sitting there and I was just like, he put me in a zone. And I started writing and I started writing and I started crying. And it just came out. And this song, like every time I perform it, it's hard for me to get through. Um, and I get teary-eyed uh, most of the time. So this is my new song, Lifted. And to everyone, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, only go from strength to strength and be strengthened. All the best. I've been down and I've been twisted. Oh Lord, get me lifted. So many battles on the home front. I think I'ma need a backup. Every time I think I got it, then I seem to stumble backwards. Many surprises when you rise and the little things become so giant. Confusion takes a hold of me. Then I forget who I am, but I don't forget whose I am. I need restoration, hanging on for dear life, looking for how I could escape here. I've been a dad with great fear, picking up pieces from my pieces. I've been shattered many times, and they wonder why I'm sleepless. But please don't leave me speechless. I made my prayers always reach there. I can move mountains when I speak to you. Yeah. No matter how far the jump I lead to, you. can't keep me from. No, no. I've been down and I've been twisted. Oh Lord, get me lifted. High above the stars, where there's no limit. Oh Lord, get me lifted. Yeah, the hardest thing to deal with. To move without feelings Seeing signs on all sides But don't know what your will is Don't know what the real is Feeling my back's against the wall Seeing all of my mistakes And I desire to fix them all But without you it's impossible From my insides I will call But then it don't even ring They all say how much you love me So how could it be That you would let me destroy myself I need saving from me And when they write inside my book Use my tears as the ink So they can testify on me All I did to break free And to glow find your name i get back what you gave to me i'm falling down so can you lift me Thank you so much for listening to The Deal with me, Nisim Black. It's a production of the Joshua Network. Our executive producer is Josh Cross. Our producer is Gilad Brownstein. Please follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at The Deal with NB. And subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast content. Please share this with your friends so that they can get this raw and riveting stuff from me, yours truly, God's name.